chapter number twenty three of the legends and myths of hawaii this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c the legends and myths of hawaii by king david kalakaua kiana the last of the hawaiian knights part one kamakamahea kahumanu captain cook and the final conquest one among the distinguished hawaiian chiefs connected with the final conquest and consolidation of the group by kamehameha the great and standing in the gray dawn of the close of the eighteenth century when the islands were rediscovered by captain cook and tradition began to give place to recorded history was kiana a ahula he was one of kamehameha's greatest captains and the events of his life which closed with his death in the last battle of the conquest embrace one of the most interesting periods in hawaiian history after giving to the conqueror his best energies for years and faithfully assisting in cementing the foundations of his greatness he turned against him on the very eve of final triumph and perished in attempting to destroy by a single blow the power he had helped to create what was it that caused kiana to turn his spear in hopeless desperation against his victorious chief to whom the gods and their prophets had promised everything had not pele destroyed his enemies with fire and smoke and had not kiolumuku the inspired bard of naohaku chanted the fadeless glory of his triumphs the war-god of Leoa, the faithful Kali, led the van of his conquering columns, and Kailapua, the poison-god of Molokai, was among the deities of his household. The high priest Hiwakiwa, who traced his sacerdotal line back to Pau, was his mediator in the temples and every voice from the anu was a note of encouragement and promise of victory the great chiefs of hawaii were his friends and his war canoes cruised almost unopposed through the eight hawaiian seas musket and cannon had been added to his weapons of war and white men had enlisted to some extent in his service but with all these advantages and assurances of success kiana suddenly threw defiance in his face and became his open enemy by some deflection of kiana has been attributed to cold-blooded and unprovoked treachery by others to an assumption by kiana that by blood kamehameha was not entitled to the sovereignty of the group and that his defeat in oahu would dispose of his pretensions in that direction and possibly open to himself a way to supreme power and by still others to the jealousies of kamehameha 
which rendered the life of kiana no longer safe in his service by these it is claimed that kamehameha was jealous not only of the growing military fame of kiana but of a suspected regard of his favorite wife kahumanu for the handsome and distinguished chief and this indeed is shown by native and other testimony seems to have been the leading if not sole cause of the estrangement between kamehameha and his great captain in the council of chiefs on the island of molokai to which kiana was not invited and which he had reason to believe had decreed his death ambition was the crime which kamehameha imputed to him which in truth the real and unmentioned offence was his suspected intimacy with kahumanu and so it will appear that women's eyes in hawaii as elsewhere have in all ages swayed the hearts and nerved the arms of the greatest and not unfrequently changed the current of vital political events but before bringing kiana full into the light it is proper that some reference should be made to the great chief under whose banners he so stubbornly fought and against whose authority he finally rebelled and in doing so it will be interesting perhaps to glance briefly at certain prominent events connected with the rediscovery of the islands by captain cook the assumption of the sovereign authority of hawaii by kamehameha and the final consolidation of the several islands of the group under one central government kamehameha was a man of tremendous physical and intellectual strength in any land and in any age he would have been a leader the impress of his mind remains with his crude and vigorous laws and wherever he stepped is seen as imperishable track he was so strong of limb that ordinary men were but children in his grasp and in council the wisest yielded to his judgment he seems to have been born a man and to have had no boyhood he was always sedate and thoughtful and from his earliest years cared for no sport or pastime that was not manly he had a harsh and rugged face less given to smiles than frowns but strongly marked with lines indicative of self-reliance and changeless purpose he was barbarous unforgiving and merciless to his enemies but just sagacious and considerate in dealing with his subjects he was more feared and admired than loved and respected but his strength of arm and force of character well fitted him for the supreme chieftaincy of the group and he accomplished what no one else could have done in his day kamehameha was born at kohala hawaii in november seventeen forty his father was kioa half-brother of Kaliopu and nephew of alapiani who was at that time king of hawaii his mother was kikapawaya a granddaughter of kalikalua 
Lewi, who was a sister of Kiwai, the previous moi of the island. This sister was the mother of Alapanani, by a chief of the Mahi family of Kohala, with another husband, Lono Kahuapu, a taboo chief of Kauai, she became the mother of Kiawipoui, who was the father of Kimoku, Kamikimoku, and Kamaanawa, who, with Kiahuhilu, were the principal chiefs and supporters of Kamehameha in his conquest of the group. By a Kauai wife, Lonikohapu became the grandfather of Kaumai, the last independent sovereign of Kauai, and grandfather of Kapalani, the present queen of the islands. Kaui, the previous king of Hawaii, had four recognized wives and two others whose names have not been preserved by tradition one of them was the mother of ahula who was the father of kayana on the death of kawi his two elder sons lost their lives in a struggle for their mastery and alapaini the son of the sisters of kawaii and who thought his father was chief of kohala assumed the moiship and after a few battles peacefully maintained his claim to it having secured the sovereignty of the island he invited to court the elder sons of his two deceased half-brothers and there maintained them until one of them died and the other rose in rebellion against him these two sons were Kalanipu, who was king of the island at the time of the arrival of Captain Cook in 1778, and Kiowa, the father of Kamahamae. The mother of these wards of Alapaani was Kamakimuku, a chiefess of Oahu, their fathers having been brothers, and Kamakimuku kaimuku being mother of both they bore to each other the mixed relationship of half-brother and cousin she also became the wife of alapanani and by him the mother of manoa who was the grandmother of kikalani the last distinguished champion of idolatry in eighteen nineteen to this record of the tangled relationships of the chiefly families of the group at that period may be added the intimidations of tradition that Paleohani, a chief of Kauai, was the actual father of Kalaipu, and that Kalikiliki, the moi of Maui, was the real father of Kamakamaea and in proof of the latter the acts and omissions of kaliki are cited but these scandals may very properly be dismissed as the offspring of the hatred and jealousies of later years kamehameha was born at kohala while alapanini was there with his court superintending the collection of the mighty fleet for the invasion of maui it was a stormy night 
and the first sounds that greeted the ears of the infant chief were the howling of the winds and the din of warlike preparations on the night of his birth the child was stolen from his mother's side and carried away by naol the chief of halawa and for some days nothing was heard of it the father searched and the mother wailed but the infant could not be found it was finally discovered however and naol instead of being punished for the theft was allowed to keep possession of the child until it was five years old when it was taken to the court of alapanini and there reared as become a prince tradition assigns no reason for the theft of the child or for the retention of it for five years by the kidnapper but whatever may have been the reason it is manifest that naol's offence was considered neither fragrant nor unusual when kamehameha reached the age of twelve or fourteen years his father kiowo suddenly died and a suspicion became current that he had been either poisoned or prayed to death through the instrumentality of alapunani this suspicion seemed to have been shared by keopau and believing or assuming to believe that his own life was in danger he withdrew from the court and attempted to take with him kamehameha but in this he was frustrated a fight occurred at pio pio while the body of kioa was lying there in state and kalapio was driven to his war canoe in which he escaped this act placed him in open revolt against his royal uncle and he prepared to sustain it forces were hastily gathered on both sides and after a few battles in which kalipuu was generally unsuccessful he retired to the district of kau and declared himself the independent sovereign of the southern portion of the island for some reason alapaini did not disturb his rebellious nephew father but spent the two remaining years of his life in hilo and waipo the residence of many of the ancient mois when alapanui died he was succeeded by his son kiawipala dissatisfied with his allotment of lands kiamoku a nephew of the dead king rebelled against the new moi but was defeated and compelled to seek safety with kalaipu whom he found already in the field intent upon contesting the sovereignty of the island with kiawapala the two joined forces and met and defeated the royal army in kona Kiopalaa was slain in battle, and Kalapau was declared moi of Hawaii. Young Kamehameha was taken to the court of his royal uncle and educated in all the princely accomplishments of the period. Although it is probable that Kamehameha took part in some of the early wards of Kaliupu, he makes his first prominent appearance in tradition as a military leader in about 1775 in a battle on maui between kali 
Kaanopu and Kaliliki, the moi of that island, or of the greater portion of it. Kaliopu was defeated, but the conduct of Kamehameha was notably cool and sagacious. It is reasonable to believe that he also took part in the disastrous campaign of the following year, when the army of Kaliopu was almost annihilated on the lowlands near Waluku. This battle was one of the most sanguinary spoken of in the Hawaiian tradition. Kaliipu invaded the island with six heavy divisions of warriors of all arms. The members of the royal family were formed into a lifeguard called Kiwai, while the nobles entitled to the privilege of eating at the same table with the king composed two different brigades, known as Alapa and Pipi. A landing was effected on the southern side of the island. The headquarters of Kaliki were at Wailuku, between which and the coast stretched a slightly elevated sandy plain. The Alapa took the advance, and without waiting for support, pushed boldly on towards Wailuku. This brigade was the flower of the Hawaiian army. It was composed of eight hundred men, each one of whom was of noble blood. They were all large men of nearly equal stature, and their spears were of equal length, marching shoulder to shoulder with feather capes and plumed helmets, tradition describes their advance as a spectacle such as had never before been witnessed but kahakiki was not appalled at the sight he permitted them to approach within a mile or more of wailuku when he suddenly precipitated upon them a force of four or five thousand spears the battle was a slaughter the alapa refused to yield or retreat and of the eight hundred helmeted chiefs but two escaped to tell the tale of the slaughter of their comrades but a single prisoner was taken and he died of his wounds before he could be dispatched in form and offered in sacrifice it was historic ground on the sandy plain many battles had before been fought and near and above it was the sacred burial place of Io, where had been deposited the bones of many of the ancestors of the battling chiefs. The next day a general battle was fought on the same ground, and Kaneiopu was defeated, but he was not crushed. The loss of life had been great on both sides, and a temporary peace was established on the condition that the hawaiian army should at once be withdrawn from maui the suspension of hostilities was secured partly through the instrumentality of the wife of kaliopu kaloa who was the full sister of kahikiki but this peace was of short duration scarcely a year elapsed before Kale again invaded maui where he continued to hold a fortified possession in hana and began to ravage its coasts without decisive results 
the campaign extended into months kalikanpu maintaining a foothold in hamakuloa but being unable to extend his conquests greatly beyond it two it was during the indecisive campaign just referred to that captain cook having a few months before touched Kauai and nihau returned to the hawaiian group from the arctic ocean and anchored off the coast of maui where he freely communicated with the wandering natives and exchanged courtesies with kaliopu and his principal chiefs including kamehameha it is now admitted that the hawaiian group was first discovered by juan gatano a spanish navigator in fifteen fifty five while on a voyage from the western coast of mexico to the moluccas or spice islands but the secret was kept from the world and the first european to touch the islands to communicate with the natives and make his discovery known was captain cook in the hydrographic bureau of the naval department of the spanish government exists an old manuscript chart pretty correctly locating the group and crediting gatano with the discovery he named the islands isla de mesa or table islands it is probable that he made a landing on one of the islands with a few of his crew since tradition refers to the sudden appearance of white men about that period but if he did land he left no record of the circumstance and it is not shown that he ever returned to the group or that any of his countrymen profited by the discovery it has been claimed that captain cook was directed to the islands by an old spanish chart of which he had in some manner become possessed but his own evidence as well as that of his officers favors the assumption that the rediscovery of the islands by him was accidental early in december seventeen seventy seven captain cook with the british national ships resolution and discovery left the society group for the northwest coast of america on inquiry the natives of bolabala island informed him that they knew of no lands north or northwest of them and it was not probable that he expected to meet with any but after a voyage of sixteen days he discovered christmas island and on the eighteenth of january seventeen seventy eight sighted oahu of the hawaiian group and to the northward of it Kauai. he first landed at the latter island where he was well received by the natives he was believed to be the god their god lono whose return to the group had been promised and divine honors were accorded him his ships were provided with everything they required and the fairest women of the island including the daughter of the queen were sent to greet and welcome him he next visited nihau where he was received in the same hospitable manner and on the second of february with out visiting the other islands of the group proceeded on his voyage toward bering strait 
in search of a northwest passage to the atlantic the approach of winter putting an end to further explorations in the north he returned to the islands and on the twenty sixth of november seventeen seventy eight sighted maui and the next day his ships were visited by hundreds of natives the news of his previous visit to Kauai and nihau had spread throughout the group and he was treated with the greatest friendship and hospitality three days later when off the northwest coast of maui he was ceremoniously visited by kaleopu and six or eight chiefs kamehameha among them accompanied him almost to hawaii when they left in their canoes which had been taken in tow and returned to maui to the great relief of their friends beating around the coast of hawaii it was not until the seventeenth of january seventeen seventy nine that the vessels came to anchor in kilakikula bay on the western side of the island they were at once crowded with natives and the high priest came aboard recognized cook as the god lono and threw over his shoulders the sacred mantle of red in the afternoon cook went ashore and in a neighboring temple permitted himself to be publicly and ceremoniously worshipped meantime the vessels were abundantly and gratuitously supplied with pigs poultry fruits and vegetables and the officers and crews were treated with the greatest kindness on the twenty fourth of january kala and opu returned from maui and on the twenty sixth paid the ships a formal visit the visit was returned and cook as before was received on shore with divine honors against which he offered no protest he was placed among the gods in the temple and sacrifices were offered to him as one of the hawaiian trinity how were the devotion and kindness of the simple natives requited by eating out the substance of the people violating the taboos of the priests and trampling upon the edicts of the king cook became exacting dictatorial and greedy and from his conduct it almost seemed that he began to consider himself in reality the god for whom he was mistaken by the superstitious natives under the circumstances his departure for the leeward islands of the group on the fourth of february was regarded with satisfaction by the natives but the vessels encountered a storm and on the eleventh returned to kilakalua bay for repairs the reception was much less jubilant than before and not a canoe went off to greet the return however kali kanpu visited the ship the next day and permitted the natives to resume intercourse with them but it was plain that the feelings of the people had undergone a change they found that the white strangers had appetites like themselves and were just as subject to bodily ills they also discovered that they were selfish unjust and overbearing and were not entitled to the consideration with which they had been treated 
petty bickerings began to occur and finally a young chief named pala was knocked down with a paddle by an english sailor while attempting to save his canoe from wanton damage in retaliation pala stole a boat from one of the ships cook demanded its restoration but as it had been hastily broken up for its iron nails and fastenings kalaniopu could not of course return it thereupon cook ordered a blockade of the harbor resulting in the killing of a prominent chief who attempted to enter it and then landed with an armed boat's crew with the view of seizing and holding the king as security for the return of the missing boat kalanopu was in the act of peacefully accompanying cook to one of his vessels in the harbor and had reached a point not far from the landing when the brother of the chief who had been killed in attempting to enter the harbor angrily approached to demand an explanation by this time a large crowd of natives had surrounded the king and believing no doubt that the intentions of the chief were hostile cook drew a pistol and fired upon him and the next moment shot and killed a native who had just assaulted him with a stone he also struck with his sword a chief named kanana the latter seized and held him believing cook to be a god it was not thought he could be killed struggling to free himself he must have received a wound from some quarter for he sank to the earth with a groan the groan was fatal to him he is not a god he groans exclaimed the people and without hesitation they slew him at once fire was immediately opened upon the natives from the boat and shortly after with cannon from the vessels in the harbor consternation seized the people huddled on the beach many were killed and the most of the remainder fled to the hills taking with them the body of cook a party of carpenters and sailmakers at work some distance away became involved in the struggle but the most of them escaped to the ships through the kind offices of friendly chiefs the bones of this unfortunate captain were stripped of their flesh as was then the custom and divided among a few prominent chiefs kamehameha it is said received the hair a few days after in response to the request of captain king such of the bones as could be recovered were brought on board the resolution by order of kaneopu and committed to the deep with military honors the ships then left kiakalua bay after touching at oahu Kauai, and nihu finally sailed northward on the fifteenth of march leaving behind them a train of evils which a full century of time has failed to eradicate three abandoning his campaign in maui kalaupu who was nearly eighty years of age and quite feeble removed his court to kohala after the death of captain cook and subsequently to waipo where he remained for some months 
desiring to settle the succession while he lived he called his high chiefs together and proclaimed his son kiowalu as his heir and successor in the government and the supervision of the taboos and kamehameha as the custodian of his war god kali to which the duty the heiau of mawala in waipo was formally dedicated after extensive repairs a temple was also consecrated to the same god in hilo shortly after imakakaloa who had raised the standard of revolt in puna was captured after a stubborn war and condemned to be sacrificed at the temple of pakeni in the absence of kalapipua the performance of the ceremonies devolved upon kiawalo first in order came the offerings of pigs and fruits to be followed by the body of the rebel chief but while kiawala was making the first of the offerings kamehameha seized the body of the chief offering in sacrifice and then dismissed the assembly as the sacrifice was to the war god kali of which he was the custodian kamehameha doubtless claimed and boldly assumed the right to conduct the ceremonies himself but the daring act of insubordination created an intense excitement at the royal court many regarding it as little less than rebellion and kaliopu advised kamehameha to retire to kohala for a season as he could not answer for his safety in waipu he accepted the advice of his uncle and taking with him his wife kaloa his brother kalikamau and the war god kali removed to his patrimonial estates at haliwa in kohala where he remained until the death of kaliopu which shortly occurred early in seventeen eighty two kaliopu died and his body was brought to honaulau for interment in the sacred burial place of hali akawi fearful that the division of the lands which usually followed the installation of a new moi would not be satisfactory several prominent chiefs among them kamehameha repaired to honaua to assist in the interment of the dead king and listened to the proclamation of kiwala after the body had been deposited kiwala ascended a platform and informed the assembled chiefs that by the will of his royal father the sovereignty of hawaii had been bequeathed to him and the custody of the war god kali to kamehameha no other chief was mentioned as having been provided for and profound dissatisfaction followed at an awa party in the evening kilauau declined to drink of the awa prepared by kamehameha as custom rendered it proper that he should do by kikohupau an aged counselor of kamehameha the bowl was struck from the hand of another to whom it had been passed 
untasted by kiwalo and kamehameha and his friend abruptly left the house an open rupture followed the division of lands soon after made and kamehameha was forced to take up arms against kiwalo by the disaffected chiefs he was made their leader and around them rallied the chiefs of kona kohala and hamakau while kiwala was generally sustained by the chiefs of hilo puna and kau after hasty preparations on both sides a battle was fought at haikui in which kiwalo was slain the royal army was rooted and kiwa the half-brother of kiwala fled to kau where he declared himself king of hawaii while kiawamahili the uncle of the dead king who was allowed to escape owing to his extreme high rank retired to hilo and set up an independent government of his own after the death of kiwala kiopulani his infant daughter whose mother had fled with her to kahili moi of maui was the only one whom kiowamahili was willing to recognize and three distinct fractions began to struggle for the mastery of the island while a desultory warfare was being carried on by the three rival chiefs of hawaii during which kamehameha was steadily growing in strength a new element of military and naval power made its appearance in the group and became an important factor in the political changes that speedily followed in seventeen eighty six the first foreign vessels after the departure of the resolution and discovery touched at the islands and during the year following american english french spanish and portuguese merchantmen in considerable numbers visited the group and the people began to supply themselves with knives axes clothes cloths beads and other articles of foreign manufacture and the chiefs with swords guns powder and lead and other warlike materials payment for these articles was made to some extent in pigs fowls fruits and vegetables but principally in sandalwood in which the mountainous districts of the islands abounded and which found a ready market in china many deserting sailors entered the service of the chiefs of oahu and hawaii and to a less extent of the other islands and became the instructors of the natives in the use of firearms and kamehameha was especially fortunate in securing the services of isaac davies and john young who took an active part in the campaign of the final conquest young married into a native family of consequence and became the grandfather of the late queen dowager emma widow of kamehameha the fourth in seventeen ninety kamehameha during a temporary cessation of hostilities of hawaii invaded maui with a large force to the expedition kiawamahili 
had been in some manner induced to contribute a battalion of warriors in retaliation for this showing of friendship for kamehameha kiolo invaded hilo defended and killed kiwamahili and assumed the sovereignty of that district nor did he stop there during the absence of kamehameha he overran the districts of hamakua and kohala and was in the act of possessing himself of the whole island when kamehameha abruptly left maui which he had completely subjugated and returned to hawaii kiana had been left to guard the district of kona during the absence of kamehameha and that was the only division left unoccupied by kioa kamehameha landed with his forces at kawahi and kioa fell back with his army to pahu there and kiopapa a two days battle was fought when kioa retreated to hilo and kamehameha retired to waipio to recruit his losses stopping for a few days to divide the lands of the district among his chiefs kioa started on his return to kau his path led by the crater of kilauea his army marching in three divisions encamped on the mountains the central division finding quarters not far from the crater before morning an eruption occurred and four hundred warriors were suffocated this was considered a special visitation of the wrath of pili the goddess of the volcano and she was thereafter deemed to be a friend of kamehameha for a year or more continuous efforts to crush the power of kioa were made by kamehameha kiana operated against him in kau and kiomoko in hilo but he stubbornly and successfully resisted availing himself of this condition of affairs kihakili moi of maui assisted by kiao king of Kauai, invaded hawaii probably for the purpose of creating a diversion in favor of kiao but the combined armies were driven from the island by kamehameha kiao however remained unsubdued and kamehameha resolved at every sacrifice to crush him as a preliminary step toward the conquest of the entire group which at that time he began to mediate some time before he had sent the grandmother of kalahumanu to Kauai to consult the prophets of that island and word was brought back to him from the renowned kaupauhihe that if he would rebuild the heu of pukohola and dedicate it to his war-god he would become the master of hawaii some work had been done on the temple and kamehameha determined to complete it at once he therefore ordered large relays of people from the surrounding districts to repair to kawahi and assist in the building of the hiu many thousands responded with the exception of kilimaki 
a brother of kamehameha who was left uncontaminated for the consecration every chief took part in the labor and the temple was soon completed with sacrifices embracing a large number of human beings as the work progressed thus was the temple of pukohola completed but pending its formal consecration kiowa hilu and kamaanawa two of the principal counselors of kamehameha were dispatched to kau under a flag of truce to invite kioa to visit kamehameha with the view of arranging terms of peace kioa received the ambassadors kindly and consented to the conference his actions showed that he suspected the motives of kamehameha but he resolutely accepted the hazard of placing himself at the mercy of his enemies proceeding in state in a double canoe kioa arrived at the landing in maikinini in kawahi observing kamehameha on the beach kioa called to him and was invited to land several canoes were around him and as he leaped ashore kiomuku from one of them treacherously drove a spear through his body killing him at once an attack was then made upon his attendants and all but two of them were slain as this and many other events noted in this chapter are briefly referred to in the legends of the prophecies of kiolumuku it will be sufficient to mention that the body of kioa was taken to the temple of pukahoa and there sacrificed to kahili with ample pomp and ceremony the possessions of the unfortunate chief passed into the hands of kamehameha who at once became the acknowledged sovereign of the entire land this was seventeen ninety two in kamehameha's previous campaign against maui from which he had been recalled by the success of kioa at home that island as already stated had been completely subjugated at the time of the invasion maui oahu molokai and lanai were all in the possession of kahili who had taken up his residence in oahu leaving his son kalikupuli in charge of maui in a single mighty battle on the plains just between east and west maui kamehameha had destroyed the army of kalikupuli who had escaped to oahu and joined his father while the most of the chiefs of maui had sought refuge on the other islands after this victory kamehameha dispatched a messenger to kalakii informing him of his intention to evade oahu and the old king returned to him this answer tell kamehameha to return to hawaii and when the black kappa covers the body of kahalili the whole group shall be his this answer seems to have been hardly honest however for 
soon after kamehameha returned to hawaii kahiki entered into a combination with kio king of kawaii and made war upon kamehameha in his own home with the disastrous results to the confederates already mentioned in seventeen ninety four kalaliki died leaving kalaikupuli as his successor and a claimant to the sovereignty of oahu maui molokai and the nai keo the younger brother and ally of kalaliki and who had become the king of Kauai by marrying queen kamakaeliki and had shared in the government of maui after the withdrawal of the forces of kamehameha concluded to return temporarily to Kauai after the death of kaleliki taking with him a portion of his army he first touched at molokai to collect tribute and then landed on oahu for further supplies although his visit was friendly he met with opposition from kalakipuli and a battle followed in which keo was slain the oahu king was assisted by the seamen of two english vessels lying in the harbor of honolulu the jackal and prince libu after the victory a feast was given on board the vessels to which the king and a number of his chiefs were invited some of the boats of the vessels returned from the shore with their crews grounded on the reef preceding this kalakapuli and his chiefs seized the vessels killing their captains and a number of others elated with this possession of these vessels and their armaments the king resolved to invade hawaii embarking his army and canoes he took passage in one of the vessels on board of which had been stored the most of his guns and war materials the crews of the vessels had been retained to manage them and kalipuli sailed out of the harbor in high glee but he did not proceed far after reaching deep water the foreigners set him and his attendants back to waikiki in a boat and then sailed for hawaii where they delivered kalakapuli's war supplies to kamehameha who was even then preparing for a descent upon oahu and the final conquest and consolidation of the group this was in the latter part of seventeen ninety four the amount of war material delivered to kamehameha was not large but all of it proved of service to him end of chapter twenty three recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c